0: Yogi Berra famously said, The future ain't what it used to be. I think he was right. Find out what I mean on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you, my listeners. I'm Dr. Johnny, and this is another episode of Pushback, not just another episode. This is the last episode of season two, episode 52 of season two. And I'm so glad that you're able to join me again this week uh, for this podcast. As we look forward, as I look forward to season three uh starting next week uh in 2022. I just want to take one moment to say that I'm so thankful uh, for the generosity and the giving. Uh, I want people to know that when you give to the ministry or to this podcast, it's more than just resources and the resources are appreciated. It's encouragement is really what it is. And so I receive that as encouragement and uh, I'm pushing forward towards season number three uh, with a lot of momentum and uh, a lot of desire to continue to do what the Lord is telling me to do. It's still not too late to give an end-of-the-year gift. If you're motivated to do that, you can go to pushbackculture.org, and there is a place to donate there. Um, I would really appreciate that. So Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, We are kind of in the middle of our Christmas season with our family, uh, with our large family and uh, various family groups coming and going. Uh, it kind of gets spread, spread out over a long period of time, which is wonderful, and uh, kind of various schedules and work schedules and things, but we're going to make it work, and it's going to be wonderful. It's all about family, and the time together is so precious and uh, so appreciated by me, and I know by you as well. And as we look towards Christmas and, and the season that we're in, you know, it's such a season of joy and hope and love and the things that we celebrate this Christmas uh, time It's so precious and important uh, to everything that we are and everything that we believe in, certainly. Uh, But I think we also see that really this season is about belief. It's about belief. And the question I have for you as we end 2021 and look towards 2022 is, what do you believe so when we look at the Christmas story, it's it's really unbelievable. If you think about it, there's this virgin birth. Um, it's unbelievable, right? <laughs> and yet it's the pillar of our faith. It's what we put our faith into in the fact that God came and became a man, flesh and blood, here on this earth. Fully God and fully man. We've been talking a lot over the past couple of years about how things have been unprecedented, and certainly with with COVID and this pandemic and the things that have been happening with the election and all of the things that happened over the past couple of years. I've used the word unprecedented many times, and usually in the context of you know let's give let's give each other a little bit of a break. We've never done this before, um, and it's been unprecedented. But a virgin birth, that is the most unprecedented thing ever. It's never been, it never happened before. It'll never happen again. And and then we look towards the resurrection. A man dead, three days in a grave, resurrected. Never been done before. It's never been up until that point that we know of a, a resurrected body. After three days in the grave, Unprecedented. Is it unbelievable? Well, our whole faith, it's a pillar of our faith that we we rest everything upon. In fact, Paul said, if we don't believe in Christ and the Christ resurrected, then we might as well all just go home and call it a day. That's what he said. Why are we wasting our time even talking about him if he actually wasn't resurrected? It comes down to belief. These are things that are really unbelievable, aren't they? And yet... It challenges us down to our core. See, we, with a carnal mindset, we have the, the um, can I say, audacity to say, hey, I believe it when I see it. Maybe we've said that before in our spirit or in our soul. We tend to live in that state, our carnal state. The things that we can see and touch and feel. I've talked to, uh, before in this podcast about a feeling-dominated culture. If I feel like it, I'll do it. And we tend to be driven by the nature of what we can see, feel, and touch. But Jesus came And he actually flipped the world on its head, saying that I am ushering in a different kingdom. Behold, the kingdom is at hand. And he said and looked at them, and I quote scripture, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And all things mean all things. All things are possible. Certainly the Christmas story, certainly the resurrection, certainly the miracles after miracles after miracles that took place in the Bible and generations up until today that we are still seeing and experiencing. You know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, when we go back to the Christmas story, they were in unbelievable circumstances. Luke 1.19 is after Zechariah received the word from the angel that they, in their later years beyond childbearing age, were going to have a baby. And Zechariah did not believe. And the angel said, I am Gabriel. I just love this statement. It kind of gives you goosebumps. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time it's about belief opposite is this young teenager mary who the angels appear to her and she responds i am the lord's servant may your word to me be fulfilled then the angel left her (laughs) he said selah (laughs) and left her because she believed We're familiar with the story in Mark 19 9:17. 9, uh, there was this 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 uh, young boy who was possessed by a spirit, and the and the disciples could not cast it out. And Jesus came and a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my And when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. It's about belief. And I'm challenging you this Christmas season in what you believe, what you really believe, what you put your belief into. The most famous story of this, of course, is Thomas, John 20, 24. Now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. You know, I want to be super honest with you. So often, I live life with the statement, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. But you see, there's something inside our carnality, our mind, that we want to see first. Once I see it, that's going to help booster and bolster my faith, my belief. We want to see first, but he requires belief belief first that's what he requires so are we living in an unbelieving generation as we look to 2022 do we believe the future will get better (laughs) i'm challenging you here on this last podcast of 2021 Do you believe that things are going to get better in 2022? I I believe our culture just feels like things are just going to get worse. I believe that the church honestly believes that things are just going to get worse. I believe that we have resigned ourselves to the fact that we are living in a time where things are just going to get worse. We were traveling home from our little town of Brainerd back to our house and for some reason we got into Uh, the things that Yogi Berra would say. And so my wife looked up on her phone, did her little Google search on the sayings of Yogi Berra. Now Yogi Berra was a catcher, uh, I believe for the Yankees. I don't know if it was his whole career, but that's during his, certainly his, his heyday of his career. But he was also famous for the things that he would say and and they were hilarious and, and super funny. But there was one thing that he said that kind of stuck with both Amy and I. Uh, one of our favorites thing thing that he said, he said, the future ain't what it used to be. <laughs> the future ain't what it used to be. <laughs> it's a great saying. And yet it really settled into my spirit as a prophetic truth. I think Yogi Berra was right. See, the Bible says that the latter house will be greater than the former house that we actually live from glory to glory. Now, my question for you is, do you believe that? Do you believe it? See, we as a culture living through this pandemic and social distancing and the problems that we've been going through, we're down, we're depressed, we're worn out. But my question for you is, what do you believe? So our carnal minds... We want to look to the world, or we're tempted to look to the world for answers. Now, I want to be clear. I don't think many of the things that this world offers are inherently evil, but we're not to put our belief in them. See, we don't. We, we can struggle with not believing that there is a realm, a kingdom that is actually more real than what we can see or feel or touch. It's his kingdom. And so what can this world offer? We often feel like science battles the king, the truths of the kingdom. But I don't see it that way at all. I believe that science is what he created and we get to discover it and enjoy it. And we can see in it. But I don't put my belief in it. I don't put my belief in it. I remember Bill Johnson said, somebody came up to him and said, you know, I struggle with the things that I'm seeing because I have an intellectual bent. And he responded to him and said, well, I think what you're saying is that you have an unbelieving bent. Ouch. But I see that even in myself, even in my own scientific mind, my analytical mind, my left-brained thinking, that I have an unbelieving bent. And I don't want that. Help my unbelief, Lord. Money is an important resource for the kingdom, but I don't put my belief in it. Fame, notoriety, even influence can be great for the kingdom, but I don't put my faith in it. Family is one of my favorite words of all time, and I have a strong, beautiful, supportive family, but I don't put my belief in it. I believe my family is an asset and a blessing and a resource that the Lord has given me. But I don't believe in them to bring the hope and the love and the salvation that only God can give. Because through God, all things are possible. Do we believe that nothing is impossible with God? See, this is where I sit today, at the end of season two of this podcast that I've enjoyed so much and so appreciate being able to share with you. I believe, this is my belief, that culture can change in one generation. Are we sitting in the seat, as Jesus said thousands of years ago, as the unbelieving generation? Or do we believe that the generation that we live in can be the generation that brings real change, transformation, or reformation to our culture? I believe that with my whole heart. I believe it or I wouldn't be wasting my time every week coming to you, trying to share cultural truth to you. See, I believe in the 1940s, there was a a world war that took place and they often look back and call it the greatest generation as these young men stood up for what they believed in and and actually fought a war and gave their life, the ultimate sacrifice for something that they felt was important, that was God-given and God-ordained. And I also believe in the 60s and 70s, there was a change that took place as a result of an unrestrained, selfish generation that just simply, rather than actually contributed to culture, they actually escaped from it. And they found means and ways of escapism. And these, both of these generations shifted the culture dramatically just in the generation that they lived. And so it's happened before, I believe, that it can happen again. So if we feel that our culture currently is going downhill and going downhill fast, it's not God's plan. Or, and I would go further and say it's also not his fault, It's his ambassador's fault, the ones he sent to set and shape the culture. If the culture is not being set and the culture is not being shaped by his ambassadors, then we are at fault. We are the ones that are allowing the culture to head a different direction than his perfect will and plan for us. You unbelieving generation that, those words should pierce our hearts. Do we believe that nothing is impossible with God? See, I believe, and I'm sorry if this ruffles any feathers, but I believe that there's a litmus test. And I believe that if you find yourself thinking about, predicting, hoping for Jesus's return. Now, don't get me wrong. The return of Christ is referred to as our blessed hope. But I believe that if we have shifted all of our attention to that, where we have put our beach chair in the sand and we've looked up to heaven and say, how much longer, Lord, until you come and rescue us? I believe it is exposing your unbelief. Unbelief in what he is and going to do. See, I'm sorry, my listeners, but Jesus is not returning as a Savior. (laughs) He is not coming back as a Savior. He has already done that. The Bible says he is coming back as a bridegroom. With fire in his eyes and passion for his bride. A bride without spot or wrinkle. A bride fulfilling its destiny. My wife and I, and one of my sons, actually just watched Dead Poet Society. It's a film that was released in the late 80s. Many of you that are at least as old as I am will remember this film with Robin Williams. It is not a very happy film, it's quite depressing and sad, actually. But it's about this professor who had unorthodox teaching methods to try to get his students to actually think, to think for themselves, to not to not be placed into a box, but to actually uh, really allow, if I can be so bold, the Holy Spirit to work in them, in their individuality and what drives them. And he said, this professor, that they are to live the life that they were born to live. I love that quote. That's what is driving me in this podcast. That's what drove this professor to teach these children to live the life that you were born to live. It's a bride fulfilling its destiny here on this earth. My friends, if this has resonated with you, if, if, if you feel a responsibility for your community, for your church, for your family, for your culture, then would you please join me in season three? (laughs) There is a fire under me about bringing the truth and the message of culture reformation to you and to my community. Would you please tell others about this podcast? Would you engage in culture? Would you not just plant your chair on the beach and look to heaven and say how long? It's an Old Testament mindset. But we are living in a time, a time of real change, a time of transformation, if his people would only believe. What can a small upstart podcast by a small country doctor do? I believe it can change the world. I have to believe that. And Lord, help me with my unbelief. What can one family do? Change the world. What can one church or community do? Can change the world. Because nothing is impossible. Nothing. We have a responsibility here on the earth as his ambassadors to bring truth, to bring change. And it starts with what we believe. It starts with what we believe. And you may say, I don't know if I can. And I'm going to quote Jesus when he said, If you can, everything is possible for one who believes. I wish you the happiest of new years. And I'm asking you to engage in what we are talking about here as we turn and position ourselves toward the world that he loves so much that he sent his son as a baby in a manger and a savior on a cross. That's how much he loves you. I love you too. And I wish you and your family the most blessed Christmas season and the most powerful, impactful new year. So with that, let's go together now into the new year to set and shape the culture.